Hi, I'm Steven, the DM of the Forge Academy. Welcome to our second episode. This is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast set in a school of magic and crafting. There are a few small sound hiccups that we are working on improving as we go forward, but as we record two episodes every session, we have not had the chance to address them yet. We hope you enjoy the show. And that's how we all met. Five of us. Ashrin, Besky, Ariadne, Sepia, and of course, myself. Coz, Dwarven Bard Extraordinaire. You see, we all met during our entrance into the Fae Forge Academy. You see, I was there alone in the forest after uh, having been teleported to the magical Fae realm. Following a path, I came across a pool of water, which was the home of some strange guardian of the pool, swimming around, but it turned out that was actually Sepia. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and I uh, got to know each other for a moment before we were approached by a strange and terrifying elf with flaming tattoos, and that, of course, was Ashrin. Besky and Ariadne joined us, and as we were all getting acquainted with each other, this guardian of the pool... The real guardian appeared to us, strange, flowing, watery creature. It was none other than Professor Dorvalith, who of course told us that there was no other way to get to the Forge Academy unless we worked together to craft the entrance key, the medallion. Well, I tell you, it wasn't easy. Ashford, of course, was able to craft the, the wood to make the medallion, but it wasn't enough. We need to imbue with our, each of our own special magic. Ariadne, well, she's a creature of the stars, you know, so she really saw how the stars were different here in this world, and she was able to align the medallion and imbue starlight into the medallion itself. Of course, Ashrin used her terrible fire magic to really bring it to life, and Sepia, she crafted the cord from a very poisonous and deadly fern to hanging around. And basically, well, he found the berries that were used to paint it and give it the right tone and sheen. Of course, myself, I uh, did the most important work, which is I crafted the song, brought the hummingbird to life. Uh, that's how we're remembering it. Now, uh, we didn't do it all alone, you know. There was a rather helpful but a strange and mysterious creature a man of the wood some sort of half man half deer that uh, lent us his aid uh, we came across some other few creatures as well fairy little fairy bastards but uh, <clears throat> we uh, were able to make a deal with them in a way speaking of course as you know our exam wasn't like the others once we finished up uh, creating the key and working together and the, the magical homebird came to life, that's when the creatures came for us. Awakened by the magic they were, they came out of the forest, hungry and ready for blood. Mushrooms growing out their backs, long dagger-like teeth and nails, they came for us and, well, I can't, don't mind telling you, we were in for a fight. You are all around this small pond. There's a cave and stream in the middle of this brightly colored forest, even though it's night. There's fuchsias and blues and greens in the leaves. There's just kind of a magic air about about everything you've been doing as you have been working to, to figure out how to unlock the path to the Forge Academy. As you work together, you watched as this small hummingbird medallion that you've been working on came to life and shot off northeast of you leaving this this purple luminescent trail 
as as this magic burst from it, there was a creature that started to emerge from the pond, and there was a screeching off in the distance, and you saw the silhouette of this branchy creature riding atop of some sort of mount that had flames for a mane and a tail. And I'm going to need you all to roll initiative. And we're... Then I will give you a little bit better layout since we're theater of the mining this. That is a terrible initiative. Hello. All right. So do we have anybody 20 or higher? No. 15 to 20? 16. Do you have a 19? 18. 19, 18. Cause... I had 16. Okay. Ariadna, what, what did you have? Five. Five. <laughs> and Besky? Six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mm, nice. Good initiative. Hey, mm. our, our, our celestials are. Do you just want to observe what's happening? <laughs> so you are all kind of around this this small cave, and the creature is about twenty five feet away from you, mostly mostly in the water. Basically, its chest and up is out of out of the water, looking at you. It doesn't look like it wants to be your friend. It only just met us. As it's basically screaming at you. Um, it's got these long things and starts starts to move towards you. And you watch as it as it takes a glance at this luminescent trail and then back at the group of you. And cause it's your turn. This looks like a running situation. I feel like we should probably run. I can slow him down. And I say same. And I'm going to go ahead and play a little ditty on my two remaining strings. To cast <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as my my fourth string uh, ukulele has broken two strings from our previous encounter with those Bay, and I'm going to cast a little tune. And as I play my two little strings, a little melody goes out. You can see it physically weaves its way around this uh, this creature's. It has a head. It's got a head. Yeah, it's not a head. It's got yeah. a head. A very large of, head. A very actually. large head, and it goes around. This the tune kind of makes me a very large head. It goes into its ears, and it, it begins to chortle and laugh as it makes a wisdom save DC twelve. Uh, it does not pass. It does not pass. I, it fails. Well, it is going to be slowed down a bit because it thinks that we are a very funny group, <laughs> <laughs> and I comically like bonk my head with my ukulele, and then I start to run. <laughs> <laughs> so you all see it's 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 terrifying honestly as as this thing with like the fingers are probably like basically the the claws on it are almost like a foot long um mm-hmm. oh jeez yeah. it's got these it's got these huge like elven shaped ears but they're they're 12 to 16 inches long its face is all pale it's got these long teeth and it just because <laughs> it rolls into the water laughing <laughs> all right cause <laughs> is already running <laughs> Okay, so you, you fo- I'm assuming following the this trail left by by the uh, yes, following uh, we the, the the animated uh, bird from the amulet it left this magical trail behind us and we are why well, following that okay quickly sepia it's your turn as this creature is rolling around laughing mm-hmm. in, in the water <laughs> I guess I guess we're I guess we're running and sepia turns and stalks starts like very awkwardly running. <laughs> uh, like she looks very uncomfortable out of the water, um, and her lips are kind of like flailing around. You know, like when you see kids like sprinting downhill, and they Love look it. like they're about to fall over. She does that, just runs cool. after him. Any action or or bonus action or anything, or just just running? Dash, dashing, action, dash. Yeah. So you so you you fly past cause, and this creature does it get a save on its turn? It does at the end of its turn. At the end of its turn. So it continues to, to roll out around <laughs> laughing, and it was DC 12? Yes. It was safe. And it looks, and it's almost like it slashes its face or something. Something something wakens it from this, this laughter, and it looks up at you all, and the laughter is replaced by complete silence. <laughs> and Ashrin, it's your, it's your turn. It's about 20 feet away from you in this, in this pool, small pool of water. Cause and Sepia just ran to the north after this this trail left by this this butterfly. I am dashing as well out. Okay, Besky. Yeah, so I, I imagine that I've been kind of behind Ariande uh, ever since kind of done done her celestial starry thing and kind of just like a kid who's like behind some sort of adult. <laughs> <laughs> but noticing that I have to kind of step up for a bit, um, I'm gonna grab this kind of raw looking chunk of rock closer inspection it looks like a meteor with meteor metals type 
Uh, and then I'm going to kind of look at it with my starry eyes and meteor rock is going to glow starry-like. And you're going to see like the starry beam go out and I'm going to try and attack it with Eldritch Blast. Nice. Uh, you had light cast, right? You had already cast light? Yeah, that's on my snap. Light was, yeah, light was up. Okay. So so roll your attack. Okay, okay, okay. Is that, is that a good one? No, it's not. It's a uh, sep- seven. It's a seven. A seven? Yeah, this mm. this energy. What color energy is it? It's just like white and golden. It's kind of just like... Okay. A- this white gold light just kind of shoots off past this creature and hits a tree behind it as it hisses back at you. Uh, and Ariadne, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, I am... We're getting ready to go. Um, I've grabbed my bag up. Um, but as I do so, I... I- grab hold of, of uh, Besky's shoulder, and I rummage through my bag and pull out a mirror and tuck it into his pocket, and I'm casting Sanctuary on him. Oh, oh, awesome. As I do so, however, I have additional things with my wizard class. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes. This is, I don't know if y'all um, read her read her stuff. It's <laughs> so dope. So, um, as, I, as I cast Sanctuary on him, the sky kind of just... Boop, a little bit of a little bit of light and a tiny star comes shooting down to earth and it lands 30 feet in front of us towards the creature okay um and as i do so once it lands um i will automatically use my bonus action to make it explode <laughs> so what does that do um he needs to make a dexterity saving throw okay uh, as long as he's within five feet of it, I'm not exactly sure. Fifteen is his deck save. We'll say he's close enough. Okay, uh, that is a success. Yeah, my DC is a thirteen. Shit. Okay. Um, Level that's two. Fine. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> fine. Uh, he does not. He he does not take any damage. But it does. It does make a, a yeah. very clear, loud explosion. Um, not deafening, but you know, yeah. shooting star noise. So you can- <laughs> <laughs> and it is I'm and sorry, I cut you guys both off before before you said I'm assuming both of you are running as well. Uh yes. Uh, yes. We're gonna, yes. We're gonna make I'm gonna use my movement to run. Mm-hmm. So you guys run and catch up with, with Cause and Cause, it's your turn. This creature is now about fifty feet behind you. Uh you saw some lights shooting off as you're running a little bit, and you see Sepia and, and Ashrin have passed you following this trail. Okay, so I've got Sepia and Ashrin in front of me and Besky and Ariadne behind me. Somewhere. They're they're about even with you, yeah. They're about even with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, uh, I'm not going to slow down for this then. So I'm just going to keep looking. I'm like, oh, we're all running. This is good. And okay. Keep keep moving. Keep dashing. Okay. Sepia. Sepia is going to look back over her shoulder at this like monster that's starting to rise up again. She's going to shoot out a blast of energy. Has a 22 to hit. That will hit. As there's this like greenish, watery, milky, murky kind of light that uh, streaks out from her hand and does four points of force damage and knocks it back 10 feet. Nice. So yeah, as this as this like pond scum energy bursts into it, you see it just kind of fly back, screeching more mm-hmm. and then continue running. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you continue running. It gets up and starts to run towards you. Can't quite quite make it up to all of you but it's screeching as you're as it's as it's running these you see these claws um it's running on all fours even though it has like a humanoid body and ashrin it is your turn as i'm running i want to kind of form like a fire ball in my hand and i cast firebolt on it and um that would be a whole seven. Oh. Mm. as this fire goes and you see a little tree starting to burn I, this is like the first kind of like dangerous situation I've ever been in. I feel like I'm probably very nervous. And as I'm running, I'm like dripping <laughs> and it's my aim isn't quite right. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Besky. Um, same thing. Gonna Eldritch Blast it. 19. That'll hit it. There we go. Okay. Uh, and then that's going to be six points, I believe, of force damage. And uh, it is... The Lance of Lethargy evocation. So, okay. So, it slows uh, down. yep, he's gonna only move ten feet until my next turn. So, I'm gonna. You're gonna see the same blast happen, but as the stars kind of hit the creature, you're gonna see like 
these little tiny stars fading in and out of existence around his like ankles feet. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I love it. Um, yeah, and it's and it's like it it all it goes from these like really fluid, um, almost terrifying strides to like like someone's tied rubber bands around it as it's like fighting to get through each step. And I run some more. <laughs> <laughs> and Ariadne. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, and Sanctuary, Sanctuary, I believe, goes away. Uh, yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You never know. Does it? Yeah, yeah it's when you attack. make a spell attack. Oh, shit. They stop being innocent. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> as you lose your innocence... Yeah, that's yeah. true. I always forget that stipulation. Damn you. <laughs> I knew I should have done protection from evil and good. Bless it. Yeah, um, as we're... Literally. As uh, we're running, I'm gonna shoot out a sacred flame with the creature. Okay. That's a 13, dexterity safe. Okay, that's a 17. God! Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's all! Um, as somehow in its slow movement, it like... <laughs> It manages to like fall over and miss as, as your fire bursts around it and misses. As this is happening, Ashrin and Sepia, who are kind of more towards the front, you see two more of these creatures, one like crawling down a tree um, and one one as it kind of pulls out of a, of a fallen stump um, about 15 feet to your right and left. And Kaz, it's your turn. So I see these creatures kind of coming out of the forest on our right and left. Mm-hmm. Does it look like they're going to cut us off? Does it look like we're... As far as, like... like we're fix, following fix this my... trail, and these creatures are kind of coming out of the forest. Yeah, one that's coming up the trail behind us. Look back. There it is. Then I see the left and to the right. There's two more that are coming they're focused. Out. They're focused on you, is what you see. Great. Mm-hmm. Does it look like if I keep running that I'm going to be able to, like... Uh, get past them before they kind of cut us, cut me off. Uh, it'll be pretty close. They're oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They're about fifteen to twenty feet on either side of of the trail. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I don't want to stand and fight these things at all. Well, you know what? The one that the one that's fifteen feet close to the trail. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of push him back a little bit. As I as I'm gonna turn to the side as I go past, and I'm gonna just like strum on my my, my two string ukulele. <laughs> Power chords. <laughs> Power chord, a thunder wave, <laughs> and that creature just blow him back a little bit farther. And I'm gonna keep running. Okay. So that's gonna be uh, I mean, it's, it's a DC twelve Constitution save. Okay, it does not pass that. And it does not pass. It takes a full fourteen points of thunder damage. Oh shoot! Yeah. Noish. How far is it knocked back? Fifteen feet. Nice. So you you see as it screeches and it just just goes flying back as it's blast. Oh, sorry, it's pushed back ten feet. Sorry about that. Oh, ten feet. Okay. As it goes goes flying back, and sepia, it's your turn. So you've got one that's maybe seventy feet behind, and then two that are much closer to you towards either the right or left. We'll say the one on the right is the one that caused just blasted. Okay. So I'm gonna try to blast the one on the left. Okay. 21 to hit. That will hit. For seven force. Knock it back okay. 10 feet. Continue running. Okay. So yeah, this pond pond green and yellow and brown energy goes flying from, from CPN. And hits this creature that screeches and, and flies back. And both of them start running and they manage to catch up, though they have to use their dashes to catch up with, with kind of the Ashrin sepia cause group the furthest one back is still fighting its way through this starry energy, slowing it down from Besky um, and Ashran. It's your turn as these things come up and they are, they are within five feet of you. As I'm running, I, you guys kind of see my eyes start to burn like a kind of crackle a little bit like fire. And then my whole body erupts in fire and then out off of me, like the fire almost leaps into its own fire spirit. Um, and I'm going to do the circle of wildfire, the summon wildfire. Nice. Um, so that's my action is to create the spirit and I'm just going to keep running. Okay. Um, and then and- it gets a turn directly after mine, but I don't think I can do anything the first round with it. Okay. Sounds good. And Besky. So as a typical warlock, I am going to cast hex on the, that bigger bog monster that's following us. 
the one that, you, that the one that you've been shooting at. I've been hitting, yeah. Okay. So the stars around uh, the creature, these ones don't pop in and out of existence. They just stay steady, and it's like two Saturn ring orbits around it, around its torso area of just stars enveloping it for my hex. Uh, and then I will just do another Aldrich Blast because I are a warlock. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is a natural one. We got our first oh. natural one, folks. Hey. <laughs> yeah, this energy just goes and bursts next to it. Okay. Doing nothing. And Ariadne, it's your turn. Yeah, I, we're... Are we still in the process of running? Just playing oh, yes. this thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, so, unless, just... unless you guys explicitly say you aren't running, okay. I'm, I'm going to assume that you guys are. Just checking. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to continue to kind of rummage in my bag, just kind of like trying to find bits and bobs of what I've got. I pulled a little bottle, shake it up a little bit, and I'm going to kind of toss it out in a wide circle around me, I guess, and cast Bless on all of us. Uh, I'm going to do Ashran. How do you... Cause. Cause? Cause. It's cause. I know that. Uh, all, all my stuff... Yeah, don't, don't do me. All my stuff is saves. But you know, cause oh, is all your stuff is saves. Oh, yeah, you're a bard. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um... Sepia and uh, and Besky, I guess. Yeah, the, y'all three. Okay. And then another star will fall behind us. All right. Um, are you doing anything with that star? If he's close, I'll. If he's within range, I'll burst. Otherwise, I'll wait until he gets closer. Okay. It's it's within thirty feet of you, so it's a little it's a little off. It's he's a. Wow, I can't speak. It is a little bit beyond that. Okay. And, cause it's your turn. All right. Because you've got these two these two creatures right next to you all. Oh jeez, are they like in, in, if I if I move away from you? They're within five of you. They're within. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Well, now it's time for me to do do the deal. I'll look at what's right in front of me, and it's this gross, like huge headed creature with these like weird elven ears and long claws. And I say, "Oh, you nitpicking, hopeless, slothful, <laughs> rat-eating, gangrenous butthole." <laughs> and I cast vicious mockery on the creature. <laughs> right. That's a DC twelve wisdom save. Okay, it fails. Yay! As its as its as its feelings are are hurt. Uh, as it takes a full uh, four points of psychic damage. Nice. That's right. Maximum. Love it. Maximum hurt right in the feels, mm-hmm. and it's got disadvantage on this attack. And I'm just going to basically hold ground. So I don't want to get slashed up by these dang things. Yep. And Sepia, it's your turn. You've got these two that you and Ashrin and Kaz are fighting. You watch this. He just kind of hurt one's feelings. And then the Ariadne and Besky seem to be focusing on the one behind y'all. So we're officially not running anymore, question mark, guys? Yeah, they're they're in melee of us now. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going to bonus action Hex, and then I'm going to Eldritch Blast. Okay. With Bless. The one that um, Cause has been attacking, or the other one? Uh, the one that Cause is attacking. Okay. Yeah. I have a 21 to hit. That will hit. Or two force and two necrotic. Okay. So as this as this burst of energy shoots out, you watch as the energy kind of hits its, hits it in its shoulder, and it just blows a chunk of it out as that one falls to the ground lifeless. Nice. The other one will turn to you, Sepia. Oh, boy. And it will lash out with its claws okay. with a natural 20. Does it have very large talons? Very large talons. Fantastic. <laughs> For nine slashing damage. Cool. And as it slashes, it's also going to, to reach out and attempt to bite you. And that is a 11. That misses. Okay. The other one that's behind you. So as it starts to run, it, it runs to catch up and it runs right by that star. And I'm is that when it explodes? Uh, it's on my bonus action, so it can't. I can place oh. the star, by the way, anywhere within 30 feet of where I cast the spell. Okay. So it runs up and kind of and catches up with, with you and Besky and with Ariadne and Besky, uh, and it's going to take a slash, which is a six, which is definitely going to miss. As it as with these big claws, it, it swings at you, Ariadne, and then it attempts to bite you as well. Uh, and that's an 18. That's definitely going to hit. Okay. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Four, three piercing damage. Okay. 
And Ashrin, it is your turn. So for my turn, I'm going to reach my hand out and fire will shoot from my fingertips at it for another firebolt, which is my cantrip, one of my cantrips. And that will be 13. That will hit it, yes. That will hit. And then, so only four points of damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my wildfire spirit. Mm -hmm. And it is going to... Um, What I want it to do is kind of swirl around this creature and then kind of like form a collar around it and like kind of try to pull it back Okay. with it. I don't know how that exactly would work, but I do have an action for it. Okay. So do you just want me to roll for that? Why don't you, why don't you make us like a, um, a roll and add your, your spellcasting modifier? Okay. So 15. And it'll roll to resist that and that'll fail. So... Does it do damage? Can it do damage? Your fire spirit? Yes. Uh, 1d6 plus 2. Okay, why don't you roll that as it okay. as it kind of gets pulled back. We'll say 10, 10 feet or so. Okay, 7. Okay, so as this as you watch as this fire spirit that Ashran has, has summoned swirls around it, around its like neck and shoulders and pulls it back as it screeches and you see it leaving burns on its, on its neck. And it is Besky's turn. You know, the good, solid, old-fashioned favorite, Aldrich Blask. <laughs> um, so that's 16 plus one. Oh, go ahead. This this one has run up and is right next to you and Ariadne. So it'll be a disadvantage. Oh, I would I would walk away first and then do this. You're going to walk away? Okay. It's yeah, gonna, I'll, I'll take it's gonna, Okay. It rolls a 11. That hits. Okay. So that does... Six slashing damage. Yep. And then I will back away from it. I guess I'm going to try and join the bunch of them because I don't know we're caught up to the big bunch. Okay. Of Sepia and Cause. Yeah. You guys were about 30 feet separate. See, so I'm going to join them. And then do you need me to reroll the Eldritch Blast? Nope. No, you okay. rolled it. That's it. I'm good with it. All right. So that's going to be a 22 to hit, which will hit. And then I'm going to do my. So that's going to be four force and four necrotic. Four force and four necrotic. And that's Lancelothargy, so again, ten feet is its max move. Okay. Ariadne, you see as this thing slams into it, um, it's right next to you, and it's your turn. Okay, I am going to... We are gonna... Mm, I'll say reclaim him. Yeah, that's, that's a bit better. Classic. PC of 13, yeah. <laughs> Uh, gets a 13. God exactly on the dice. It. I can't do anything! <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you running or are you staying next to it? Um, I am gonna... I'm gonna stand next to it. I'm not running. Okay. We're gonna be brave. I, I'll, 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 I'll metagame for you. It did already use its reaction. That's fine, because Besky's still here next to me, so... No, I ran. And oh, it slowed ran. down. Okay. And it slowed down. Okay, then I'll chase after you. If if you ran, I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. Okay. <laughs> Cause it's your turn. There is one next to you guys still. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's been pulled back a ways a little bit by Ashran's fire. Is your fire spirit still there? Yeah. Yes, it stays. Yeah. Cool. That's that's super cool. And then there's one further back that has been hit again and seems to be moving slowly back closer from where you came from. The one that was pulled away by Ashran's fire spirit, is it pulled away far enough that I can run from this creature without uh, getting an op? Yep. yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and as and as I as I as I use my short little legs to to make tracks, I'll toss over my shoulder. You unhorned, bloated puddle of porridge eating spit weasel, and give me another DC 12 wisdom save. Okay. Uh, that's a six. Woo! One point of psychic damage. Nice. That's right. Nickel and dimes. Nickel and dimes. It's gonna have disadvantage on second attack roll. <laughs> With this one point of psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no. The best. <laughs> yes. You watch as it grabs its head, its face goes sad, and it just collapses <laughs> lifeless to the ground. <laughs> yes. Sepia, <laughs> it's your turn. So there's one left? There's one about 30 feet behind you. Uh, I try to shoot. I try to uh, Eldritch Blast it. I have a 12 to hit. Okay. Uh, that will miss. Yeah. As this bolt goes flying off. It's going to attempt to to catch up, but you see as it's slowed, it only goes about 10 feet. And Ashran, it is your turn. 
I will reach back and firebolt at it. Twelve? <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. So, you know, I'm nervous again, and it goes wild <laughs> and crazy. Then this is a different one than the one my elemental was originally around, right? This is the one behind us? Yes. The one that your elemental was around is dead. Okay. So I'm going to... I'm just going to command my elemental to be beside us in case any others come up. Okay. I Can I hold its action since it's separate from me? Sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> um, and when you guys hear that, it's like you hear like the crackling of wildfire um, when I'm like speaking with it. Awesome. And that's over to Besky. Yep. I'm going to tuck in close to Ariadne and then I'm going to fire another you know, old-fashioned Eldritch Blast. Yeah, we know what hit we're him, doing. Hit him with the old razzle-dazzle. Mm-hmm, the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> razzle-dazzle. <laughs> All right, 26. 26 to hit. That I think that'll do it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that'll hit it. <laughs> it's close, but... Four force and four necrotic again. Yeah. Do you want to describe how you kill this? Yeah. So you're going to... I'm, I'm going to look at my meteorite rock again, and you're going to see the stars kind of flicker wildly there. My eyes will also flicker with a lot of like celestial stars, literally and figuratively starry-eyed. And then you'll see this starry ray go off and hit the creature. And both the starry kind of auras from its feet and then the the orbits of stars around its torso kind of collapse together. And you just kind of see these like little small supernova or supernovas kind of just burst and it just kind of like blows up and literally starry magic. (laughs) That's... That's super cool. Yeah, so so these three creatures around you seem lifeless, and we can drop out of initiative. Your hummingbird is still flying away, leaving this trail that you notice behind you, it appears, you see as this, this luminescent trail is, the further away it is from the hummingbird, the more it starts to dissipate and fade. So I'm assuming you all f- will follow that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, as we're following, I'm going to command my uh, wildfire elemental to be in front of me. And then as I run through it, it gets absorbed back into me. Awesome. And then since we're out of combat, I figure I could just use two bonus, well, bonus action and then another bonus action. But I'm going to use two of my healing light on Sepia because I know she got hurt. Oh, thank you. And then one on myself. Okay. So this is... So six goes to you, which is just like the highest roll ever. (laughs) And then I guess another one, because I don't know where your health is at. So seven total healing. Awesome. And then for myself, I will take three healing. I'm basically at full. And I continue to run. (laughs) Oh, we run. I love it. As we're running, I'm definitely calling out like, have any of you ever seen anything like that before? No, definitely I said it wasn't a student. I told you the creature was not a student. I hope that's not a student. <laughs> well, now we... Well, that's true. Maybe, maybe it was just a sad or angry student. What if there are teachers? Maybe that happens when you fail the this, uh, entrance exam. You get trapped out here. You get turned into those horrible things. Oh, no. As you all follow this this purple light left light trail left by this magical hummingbird that you created, um, you hear as its wings are beating, it has this melody that you all have kind of felt in your soul as you found the different pieces and components and put them all together. You watch as it flies into this wall. It flies directly into it, like a, like a bird flying into glass, basically. And this wall goes almost infinitely in each direction that you can see, at least. Um, it is dark as it, as it curves. It's about 25, 25 to 30 feet high of, of branches and trees um, and plant life just all intermixed and woven together as it hits the center of this this wall that same purple light that it's been shedding emanates out into the leaves and you watch as the leaves start to part and it opens up into what you see as this big big clearing you see some small buildings and then across the way maybe another half mile from you is it's a very large clearing kind of on a hill with trees around it trees growing into it this enormous castle from where from what you can see it's 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 actually even kind of glowing there's lots of random luminescent lights um some like magic magical globules some plants that are glowing um this place is all decently well lit and this castle in particular you can see there's multiple buildings there's this wall 
it's probably 50 feet above where you are and there's cliff faces and almost like a moat though you don't see any water and there's no clear bridge to it immediately to your left you see there's almost like what you imagine is a, a welcome building some sort of gate entrance this keeper or gatekeeping spot this building's made of stone but similarly to all the buildings that you can see the stone and the plant life are are one not grown into it like a like plants overtaking buildings like there's a symbiosis between the plants and and the stonework I and mean, the metalwork and the woodwork and all this stuff through this through this door you see this window and there's you see a small a small gnome woman she has little freckles on her face her hair is in two bright red buns and you see there's like literally piles of books around around her and she's you can't you can't hear but you can see she's like talking to something in her hands uh, and as you watch in this kind of dull candlelight glow you see this small glass vase start to grow from from the palms of her hands and form it's only it's only six inches six eight inches very simple and and as it goes you see this this face of this little this little gnome woman get so bright and excited she throws it up in the air and you watch as it shatters and she's like and she like grabs her head and and you you can hear through the window she screeches and she she looks out at you at you all and then you see she she gets startled she starts to clean it up she puts it back she runs runs out the door and says oh um, i forgot that professor dorvalis said that there would be new students today in some time and you look kind of um as she as she pauses to take a look you uh are are you okay uh well better than to be expected I think we just went through whatever initiation it is to get here. Everyone does that, right? Um, the, 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 the bird. Um, let me let me go get that for you. Um, and she she goes into the plants and she actually like pulls it out and it's and it's wooden again. And she says, "Which which one of you has the the circle? The, the uh, rest of the." I'll put my hand out to take it from her, but like unhappily, yeah. my hand is out for yeah. it. Oh, here you go. That that's that's usually usually people aren't uh, bleeding. That's not well. We there was a creature in the forest. Yeah, several, several. Right, the ones that you guys put there. Right. That is some brutal gatekeeping. Let me tell you. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You you're just supposed to. Hear the 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 magic and the so- the song and the oh the path and you follow it and, oh. and 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 the horrible creatures that come out at night. That's just extra. This is bonus. Um, I don't. Wait, you get extra credit? We did. We definitely got extra credit. Hmm. Well, look, I'm 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 not in charge of 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 extra credit and and stuff. I'm I'm a, a student here as well. I've been here for three years, but we should probably take you in and talk about that because that's not what people normally experience and that's probably oh i mean i mean i mean the professors have said that there's things in these woods that are not not super safe but they stay stay well away from from here what what did Um, you say your name was um i have a name (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I this is a lot. A lot. You guys are, are 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 hurt a little bit. I I did a thing and then I broke the thing, and uh, that's gonna cause some problems. Uh, I'm I'm Rennie. I'm Rennie F- Fiddlefin. Uh, Rennie. R- Rennie. Rini. With the I, with the I is the second letter. Oh, Rini, nice to meet you, Rini. My name is Claus. No, it's 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 lovely to meet you too. I'm 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 glad to meet some new students. I I remember how exciting it was to to get here my my first day. But you must you must be. I'm talking I'm talking far too much. Why don't you follow me? Sure. And and she starts walking, and you can kind of see. As as you walk through this this first part, it's it's fairly flat. There's a lot of a lot of grass, and the buildings you see seem to be very botanical in nature. There's lots of well organized rows of different flowers and plants. Um, mm. Some are simple simple plants like corn, melons, 
things of that nature. And then some are some, there's a lot of very strange flowers and other sorts of, of plants that, that you aren't necessarily familiar with. So she leads you through that and she, she gets to the moat and you notice that there is still no bridge and she just keeps walking. And as, as she walks, the, the ground kind of sprouts out vines that just catch under her foot. And she looks back at you and says, well, come on. And, and keeps walking as it, as it sort of forms a bridge. And so as this, as this bridge goes, you watch um, as once you get to the other side, the plants basically recede back into the ground. And she looks at you and she says, well, it, it does this as long as you have your, your seal, which you all, you all got a seal, correct? With your letter and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. At least that worked, right? And definitely, it causes definitely going to like, we're like very like, like experimentally, like kind of like put like a foot out and just kind of like test to see that if he tries to walk out across the moat, like do the vines reappear? Yeah. Every time you put your foot out, it's just like, whoosh. It seems like it's like a bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure that this works for everybody, not just, you know. As, as you're doing that, she looks back and says, you, you do want to be a little careful because it, the vines do have a mind of their own. So um, if you play tricks on them, it, they might play tricks on you. So just a warning. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> they're friendly, but they like to have fun. Uh, this way. Oh, <laughs> Like to have fun. Uh, she leads you into this what is more of a traditional castle entrance. Big, large wooden double doors. Um, though instead of like handmade crossbeams, the crossbeams are are made out of branches. And opens them and she says, "This is this is the great hall. This is where many of the the more academic classes, um, as well as the professors, uh, have have their their offices. You probably spend a lot of time in here." There is a, a cafeteria, lots of, lots of great things in here. You don't care about that. I'm sorry. Follow me. And she leads you kind of down a hall and knocks, knocks on a, a door and says, um, Professor Dorvaleth, the, uh, the newest, newest students are here. They seem to have had a spot of trouble. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. And she opens it. She looks at you all and says, it, it's, 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 it's nice to meet you. Uh, I hope your day goes better. Okay. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and she just kind of scuttles off on her, her little gnome legs. Um, uh, and in this room, very stereotypical professor books everywhere, all sorts of things, um, all sorts of languages, topics, some strange like sculptures or statues and, and odds and ends. Uh, and sitting, sitting in the desk is this tall black man, that you saw earlier in the in the water kind of reflection. He says, So you uh you made it. You look a little worse for wear. That's unusual. What happened? Um we, monsters? We, yeah. Hmm. Part of the test? Uh monsters are not part of the test, typically. They attacked us viciously. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh we knew you all had gifts, it seems like you have more than most. If you survived monster attacks, so that's good. I would say. What did these creatures look like? Oh, they had these big, huge heads and pointy ears and long claws and their Oh, they were on a horse with fire hair. That fire hair? As you say that, he looks directly at you, Ariadne, in a horse with fire hair. Mm-hmm. A, ma- a, a mane of fire? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, and you see him kind of kind of looking off in the distance, not even saying words, but just kind of like, oh, I wonder if uh, this could. Anyways, congratulations on your arrival at the Faith Forge Academy. Uh, my deepest apologies to you and Besky. I'm sure your uncle will be very excited to see you. Yeah, I can't wait to see him. Yeah, he's been talking a lot about how you get to come. Actually, I can't. Can't really get him to shut up, but but it's late. There is, um, I have much to do. I think I'm sorry for what you experienced. That is not what we expect and what what we plan. We've been doing this test for for many years because there are those who can't who can't hear the magic, who can't find their way here, and and that's okay. Not everyone is special like you, but you should not have had to fight anything 
and we will look into that. Is there anything you want to know, anything I can do for you? Students that fail the tests, what happens to them? Oh, we, f- we find them. We can. It's very easy for us to find them. We send them back on their way home. They don't get turned into horrible monsters in the forest? No, no. Oh, oh just... we would We would never turn anyone into a horrible monster on purpose. On accident? <laughs> on purpose. That was last two words there. <laughs> I mean, there's some strange things have happened here. This is a this is a place where we try to push the boundaries of of magic and what is known and what is what can be done in this world. I don't know if you've heard of a time called the Time of Lore, but there was a time in this world where mortals like us had magic like gods, where gods walked among us. People could shape things buildings, palaces, cities with their words. Most of that has been lost, but we in this in this academy have been working to uncover some of that power for those who can hear it. We have a library with hundreds of thousands of unread tomes of knowledge that you will gain access to. There is training, but we expect our students to build new things, to find new magic, not just to do what we have been what has been done. Uh, so yes, accidents do happen, and on occasion, people turn into monsters. But <laughs> in all the cases that have happened since I have been here, about 40 years, uh, we've been able to turn it back. Yeah. So I'd say that's that's good news. Yeah. It's promising. That's great. Exactly. So you've got a proven track record. That's exactly how we view it, yes. Because we learned <laughs> something. If you're learning something... Then progress is being made. Well, that's that's what, what what I'm here for. Good, good. We expect a lot from from the five of you. Anyways, I'm sure you're you're tired. I can lead you to your quarters. There is in in three days' time. There is going to be an assembly of sorts here in the great hall, kind of to kick off the school year. But you are going to have time over the next few days to get situated, explore explore the grounds, meet new people. Um. And, and kind of get comfortable here. Um, so please, in, unless you have more questions, um, more things you need to know, come this way. And he gets up from his desk, slides his chair in. Everything you, you notice is, is very organized and orderly in his office. And he leads you out of his, uh, kind of through some winding hallways out of this great hall um, into a quad. Uh, as, as we leave his office, is there, is there a moment where causes like the last one in his office and he just has like just just a moment where he's alone in the office on the way out sure awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna cast a spell okay uh and it's one of these these fun spells that in that witch plus craft resort there's a lot of really fun string spells in there i'm gonna cast the spell reset in that room okay so i'm going to that's so now i've got basically a perfect layout of everything in that room okay and I'll I'll just have that in case we need it later. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? So that's uh, this is Professor uh, Trayvonera Dorvaleth. Tra- tra- yeah, Trayvon and Dorvaleth. Trayvon um, and Dorvaleth. Got it. Yeah. So so he leads you out. Actually, I do want you to roll a stealth check real quick. No problem. Slight problem. <laughs> All right. So here we got here. Oh, that's a five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you cast the spell, yeah, and you see kind of as it's it's a newer spell to you as level two characters. You guys aren't like expert spellcasters yet, uh, and you see him just kind of look at you and smile. Doesn't say anything. I'll try to cover it up by casting mending on my ukulele strings. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's the fae, the forest. Uh, <laughs> okay. Birthday strings. Give me. Oh, it's, it's only two now. It's only two. Give, give me a deception check. <laughs> uh, see if these dice are smiling for me tonight. Ah, right, seventeen. I oh, don't know. Sixteen. Sixteen. He rolled a twenty on his insight. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> oh no. And he and doesn't say anything. He just. <laughs> Should I roll an insight to know that he knows? <laughs> Sure. You're pretty sure that you're pretty sure that you got away with it. (laughs) 
and then he he says, "Well, hurry up! You've been out late tonight." Uh, oh, very late. <laughs> uh, and as he as he takes you out of this great hall, it leads to it leads to this this open quad area. So the inside of this castle, there's eight or nine different buildings, but in the center is this massive tree. The tree trunk is probably twelve feet in diameter across. Growing up, you see like veins of of white, blue, green, purple energy, kind of following it up, almost like it's got veins uh, in the bark. And as he walks by, he says, um, "I'm sure you've seen our crest, but this is Ilvalharen, the singing tree. This is what you hear. This is the magic you hear. This is the magic that is here." And then he leads you into into what what are very obviously dorms, down a couple of halls, up some stairs takes a little while to get there it's a fairly large building and you come to kind of a, a little common room where you see there's five hallways that break off he says uh welcome to where you stay your names are on your doors it's pretty simple but there is a space for some some work we did our best to give you tools and things that fit what you have been able to do in the world so far rest up we have our own rooms you have your own rooms you need space to work. Do you not? I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Anyways, I need to look into this incident that you experienced. So I will, I'm sure, see you in the morning. There's breakfast in the Great Hall. And feel free to, to wander the grounds. You will know places you can't go because they're usually locked or someone will yell at you. Other than that, enjoy yourself. I think... Uh, I think Rini is supposed to give you guys a, a better tour tomorrow. But that's all we have planned for you until three days from now. Okay. Good. Good night. Thanks, Professor. Of course, Bessie. <laughs> uh, so you five are in this little common room. As you all, is there anything you want to do while you're all still together? So just to understand, we, we're all in this common room, but then each of us have like our own bedroom and then there's also like a workshop area in each of in in each of your rooms which there's you have like a bed a trunk some closet space and a workbench area gotcha we have a little little studio workshop exactly cool you said your uncle's here is he a teacher yeah my my dad and my uncle are here already they've been teaching here for a bit oh your dad's here too yeah Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice to know that nepotism is not alive and well at the academy. So I'm pretty sure if it was, you wouldn't have had to fight all those freaking monsters. <laughs> well, I mean, I was getting privately tutored back in the kingdom, but it didn't work out. So I think it would be better for me to learn with other people and learn from them. And I think this is what's best for me. Very adult of you. Thank you. <laughs> no, we we talked about like what age everyone presents at before. Both Sepia and Besky, I caught that your both your characters are like young teenagers, and Ariadne uh, is a little like older, twenties. Um, Ashrin, where where do you fall on that scale? Uh, or somewhere 16. else? Sixteen. Oh my okay. god, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old is Cause? Cause, fuck. Uh, yeah, cause, yeah, cause, cause, okay. cause, cause, is in like his late seventies, but he's a dwarf. Okay. So, he's like... <laughs> how how old is seventy in human scale for a dwarf? Like seventy, I'm gonna say like probably like yeah, thirties. Like yeah, thirties. Yeah, like okay. Yeah. All right. God. So he looks, like, he looks like a like a <laughs> an adult. Yeah. Is is Ashrin? Remind me, is Ashrin? Does she present as sixteen or is she sixteen? She is like 16, 17 ish. Okay, so she's yeah. she's like a, a newborn baby elf. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're, oh, guess who's Ashford's an elf? So you're 16, mm-hmm. 17. So you probably. Well, okay. Were... Maybe take that back. Rewind. We could, yeah, we can rewind yeah, that. She presents as 16 or 17. So human years, 16, 17. Elven, whatever that would be. Probably like yeah. four. Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, hold on, though, like, I mean, get off like... my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
I mean, we could go with like fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, if there's nothing else y'all are going to do in here, there's something, there's some unique things about, about each of your rooms. And it seems like this school for whatever, whatever it's worth wanted to make you feel at home. So Ariadne, as you, as you enter into your room, um, you see your bed, it's simple sheets, um, simple comforter, all that, um, on your workbench, you see something that you have not seen in this, in this plane. It's just, it's a small circle. Um, there is two curved pieces of glass that bubble out and on them, you see two constellations from your home (gasps) and it's just sitting on the desk. No note or anything. It's just there. Um, and then you see lots of other tools that you're, you're familiar with. This is the first sign of anything from home she's seen forever and she's been here for a while now um not a very long time but long enough to really get pretty homesick but also kind of used to being stuck here until besky mentioned knowing somebody so she i she gasps aloud essentially and uh um i'm assuming she knows what the contraption is it's it's just a very simple it's basically a very simple map okay all right the kinds that she would use. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know how they know, but they know somehow. Um, and she does little, almost Catholic-like mm-hmm. motion and uh, sits there, clearly praying, just saying thank you, and gets to work. Essentially, nice. you see her messing around with everything on mm-hmm. her desk, ordering it how she wants, and getting all her magic components out and setting down. I love it, Besky. As you go into your room, most of your of of your workbench area is a small kitchen, and you see there's one small jar sealed up of a mix of spices, mm-hmm. and it just says Rajas. Yes, I'm gonna look in the uh, spice rack of well, spice of Rajas spice. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to crack it open. You know, hold it far away, but then take like a deep inhale and just kind of remember home for a second mm-hmm. and then i want to cast a little bit of light above my little like cutting board workstation mm-hmm. and i'm gonna take out a dagger and i'm gonna etch something into my workstation okay and say to myself i wish willard was here i can get to working on some stuff and this space is really small to what i'm used to but that's okay we'll make the best of it as you carve that as you carve that symbol you do feel kind of like a warmth and assurance Cool. Kind of in your soul. I, I sit with it and I'm really happy with all the scents and smells. And then I imagine I have a whetstone and a kitchen knife and there. And I'm just going to spend, you know, however long until something happens or I finally decide to go to sleep to just sharpen my knife with the whetstone. Nice. You get that thing nice and sharp. Se- sepia, as you walk in, your room is kind of alive you have you have a workbench with a lot of weird tools and stuff but halfway across it it's like a miniature pond there's even like there's a little frog living in it there's some small reeds it it probably takes up about three feet by three feet um but it's very much alive just in there um there's like a little firefly uh sepia uh going into this room and seeing this pond like she's been as walking throughout the buildings has been, even though they're, they have some botanical nature, been kind of like awkward and looked very out of place. And as soon as she sees this pond in her room, she just lights up and immediately starts rushing over to it and then pauses and summons her familiar toad as she notices there's a frog already in the pond. And uh, as he pops into existence in her hands, she's like, okay, we're going to be cool. We're going to make friends. This is going to be our new friend. Just, just play nice and then uh goes over to the pond and like lowers her familiar into it and then like slowly like oozes herself into the pond as well and starts talking to the (laughs) frog and toad conversationally and like translating for them because clearly they speak different languages (laughs) well i mean naturally of course ashrin in yours all of the furniture in in your room is very beautiful in that it's all like sculpted out of flame and burnt wood Almost like it was designed to make you feel comfortable with what you can do. 
Okay. Uh, walking into the room and seeing how all of the furniture is this beautiful wood burnt furniture, I'm going to like kind of warm my fingers and just run it along the wood. And you kind of can smell that like warm wood smell. And I'm imagining that there's like a kind of a fancier fireplace. I'm going to light that fireplace so that there's these like warm lights in the room. Um, on my bench place, I'll warm my fingers even more and kind of draw in like fall leaves because I'm Elderin. Um, draw in these like fall leaves, like just kind of doodling on my desk essentially mm-hmm. with making these burnt marks on my desk. And then cause mm-hmm. there is a tome mm-hmm. on your on your workbench with all your your musical tools and 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 it's it's just titled the perfect ballad i i open the book up it's empty (laughs) (laughs) right and i a big smile Uh my solution (laughs) a big big, big smile comes over uh comes over cause's face and he like you just think he's a tear up a little bit i love it so as as the night goes nothing nothing else of note happens but as you go to sleep your sleep is restless you're in a new place there is almost like this surge of magic that you have not felt anywhere in the world else before. It's just it's just ever present in everything. And as you sleep, you you see all of you in some some iteration, some some variation of this flaming horse and this this being with these branches. And you hear whispering in your mind, not necessarily to you. You're let me in. You're not doing enough Need to get in. And with that, we're going to end our episode. Oh my gosh. Ominous. Thank you so much for listening to the Faith Forge Academy. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review for a new podcast that is worth more than its weight in gold. We also have a Patreon if you wanted to get additional content like character journals, sneak peeks, ask the cast sessions, and more. And special shout out to our patrons. We have GM Lee, Zombie Knight, NeoFet3, Ronnie Roms, and the Nerd Asylum. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We could not do the show without you. I also want to say thanks to this amazing cast. So uh, why don't y'all let the people know how to find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Adelaide Gardner, as always, Adelaide on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Cool. Me next. I'm Michael Critz on Twitter and various other places like Twitch uh, and Instagram and such. Yeah, really excited to be part of this awesome cast of people here. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I'm Emily, Emily J.E.A. Smith on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Hey, uh, Ian Gould, Game of Science on Twitter. Happy to be here. Nothing to plug right now. Great first uh, and second episode. Hey, I'm Stonefly underscore Kai on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, Stephen, for like an awesome first few episodes. That was great. Awesome. Uh, thank you all for pr- playing. Um, and I'm Stephen. I'm the bad DM. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fayforge Academy to stay up to date on releases live streams, anything the cast is doing, um, and all that fun stuff. So thanks for listening again, and we'll see you on the internet. Theme and background music by Dave Cole of The Four Orbs. To find more music like this, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects found at zapsplat.com. The Faith Forge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. For more great podcasts and other fun content, go to thefundamentals.com. <laughs>